Located on the edges of your radio static, you have stumbled upon the lost signal. Tonight, we bring to you a space odyssey. Tilson Mullally's new story, Adrift. Tonight's story features the lost signal stable of actors. The pod that I flew through the Earth's orbital debris fields was small, only large enough to carry one man. Its top half was a bubble of shatterproof glass and plastic emulsion that allowed for constant clarity and a full 360 degree view. It could also withstand the darting microscopic pieces of metal and rock that flew through space at hundreds of miles an hour, keeping me safe from effectively being shot by a bullet pulled from the vastness of the universe. The ship itself could flit easily between the ruined parts and aging hulks of ships and craft that littered Earth's orbit, waiting patiently to fall into one of our oceans or be burned up in the atmosphere. However, the various space agencies below were frightfully aware that one day a piece of metal too large to be burned up may head for a populated piece of land. Thus, the reason that I find myself here. Dancing around what was essentially an interstellar ship graveyard, scanning and cataloging the large pieces of satellites and space vehicles so the eggheads below could decide what needed to be pushed into the blackness of space and what could stay right where it was. Why not just push it all into the sun instead of picking through the junk, you ask? Same reason I do this tedious, boring, and at times frightening job. Things cost money, dear friends, and sometimes even the government can't cover the full bill. So, we do things on stages. So here we are. I'm up here for 12 to 20 Earth hours at a time, listening to Jazz Hop to stay sane, and snapping pictures of hunks of metal while jotting down coordinates, hoping a stray cruiser doesn't smash into me from somewhere in the dark. Pretty special, huh? But it pays the bills. Wife and I got one coming in a couple of months now, and that government housing in the suburbs is just too sweet to pass up. Besides, it's beautiful up here. I've seen the entire world in 20 minutes. Not a lot of folks can say that, I think. I think it's almost like being part of a special club. 
and you want sunrises, up here you can get 30 a day. It's... Stu, come in. Ground control. It's Lieutenant Stuart Wendell, over. What's the word, Elton? Checking up on you, good buddy. Another couple of hours, you can set down on solid ground again. All's well up here, Elton. Got at least a dozen new pieces for you and the boys down there to catalog. Bet I can find at least three more before I come down, too. You even found the whole of that old shuttle. The Endeavor? Shoot, they must shove that thing up here decades ago. Still mostly intact, too. Not sure how they ever lost track of that behemoth. Yeah, well, wars come up, people stop doing their at-home jobs for a while, good buddy. Oh, Chief down here wanted me to remind you. Make sure you're taking your mandatory shift breaks. Ah, Elton. Listen, Stu, at least once a shift, you understand? I don't know what the big deal is, you get paid to sleep for an hour. You know I don't trust the autopilot on this thing, man. It's been tested, and it works, Stu. You'll go crazy up there if you don't get any sleep. Besides, you've already met your quota for the shift, and I can see right here on your hour log that you haven't taken a break yet. It means I'm telling you to do it now. Hell, you've accrued enough here that you could just doze to the end of your shift. Ah, shit, man. Come on. Come on, Stu. It's policy. If you don't do it, I get yelled at, then I gotta yell at you. And I gotta buy your beer for the next night until you stop feeling sore at me. Going broke on government wages, bud. That's how much you drink. Listen, can you just clock off for the hour? Just let the ship do its thing and relax a little. I don't care if you sleep or not, but you gotta clock out for an hour. Eat a sandwich or something, I don't know. <laughs> Where would I get a sandwich, Shelt? Please, we all know you sneak real food up there. We keep it to ourselves because tube slime sucks. But if you don't knock off for an hour, maybe I go and tell the chief. Ah, hell, Elton, all right. One hour, no more. I've had ten energy drinks up here and I'm wired as hell. Appreciate it, good buddy. I'll keep those drinks to myself, too, because I'm such a good friend. Over and out. <sighs> Over and out. Autopilot engaged. Alright, what do we got loaded up here? Not bad. Sandwich ready. Now we sit back and wait. You know, funny thing about drinking 10 energy drinks, you crash hard. As I lay back in my seat, I felt myself drifting off to sleep after all, and I let it come. It wasn't typical, but sometimes we all break character. I was neck deep in my nap when... Huh? What the? Object incoming? From where? The ship had drifted into the shadows and I couldn't see anything that appeared to be heading my way. The radar was so crowded that my dreary sleep-filled eyes couldn't seem to detect which blip was moving towards me, when all of a sudden the ship was rocked from behind by some great impact. Metal screamed against the weight of whatever had sideswiped us, and the pod was hurled round and round in a circle, shooting off towards blackness. Straining against the gravity of the tailspin, I desperately reached for the control panel, trying to engage the thrusters of the ship to counteract the momentum. Almost! There! Got it! <laughs> Another minute there, and I, and I thought I might throw up in my helmet. Whew. Told Elton I didn't trust the damn autopilot in this thing. What the? What's that? I looked to see the nose of the derelict Endeavor looming over me. I'd been pushed into its orbit. 
as it collided with the glass dome that encapsulated me. The last thing I remember before blacking out was that the glass plastic emulsion it was made of wasn't supposed to crack. You're listening to Adrift by Tilsa Malali on the Lost Signal podcast. Don't forget to follow us and rate us on your podcasting platform of your choosing. And also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And now, we return you to Tilsa Malali's Adrift. Stu. Come in, Stu, I repeat. Stuart! <sighs> Stu. You there? This is ground control, Stu. Hello? <coughs> I'm here. Uh, <coughs> Stuart Wendell reporting. Stu, what happened? <coughs> damn. Damn autopilot. Damn robot got us hit by the debris. I, <coughs> I've been ejected. I'm adrift. Stu, what are the oxygen levels looking like in your suit right now? <laughs> Told you I didn't trust that damn robot, L. Stu, listen to me. Pull yourself out of the haze. What are your oxygen levels? I... I don't... Look at the monitor on your wrist, Stu. There... <sighs> my head. Never bounced so hard in my life. They're at half. There's blood in here, El. I think I've got a concussion. Stay with us, Stu. We're gonna do what we can to get you back. Can you see the ship? Uh, I don't know. I looked around, trying desperately to shake off the haze from the impact. My skull pulsed steadily with pain that emanated from my forehead where it must have bounced off my faceplate. My gloved hands bounced off glass as I tried to rub my eyes, forgetting my situation for a moment. When I remembered, I blinked until my eyes were somewhat clear, trying to discern where the ship was. To my left through a field of derelicts was the brilliant blue of Earth. To my right was the black void of space. I squinted hard and as a metal hole drifted away, I thought I could make out the remnants of the pod. Eh. I think I see it. It's far off. Not sure if I can get to it. You've got to try, Stool. We can lock onto its location. Listen to me, good buddy. Your suit is equipped with a small thruster. It can release a burst of gas to get you moving. You think the ship is close enough for that? 
could be out, but I'm not sure. It's a long ways. Come on, Stu, it's our best chance. Angle yourself best you can, give it a shot. So dizzy, El. I think I really think I have a concussion. Come on, good buddy, you can do this. You got Sue and a kid down here to worry about, remember? Sue. You know, people always said our names were funny. Sue and Stu. You can get her on the horn here, Eld. I'd, I'd like to talk to Sue. She's on the way, Stu, but right now we need you to get to the pod. You think you can manage that? We'll get you there so Sue isn't so worried. Okay. I can give it a shot. Good. Your mark, good buddy. Alright. I orientated myself as best I could. My head was still foggy, but it cleared a little bit. I could make out the pod from where I was. And I found that it wasn't as far as I thought. Angling my trajectory as best I could, so I could account for its drift. I said a small prayer and activated the small gas thruster attached to the back of my seat. It was going to be close, and I held my breath as I careened toward the remnants of safety, not letting it out until I had smacked into the metal hole, and pulled myself to relative safety through the shattered glass bubble and into the cockpit, where I strapped myself back into the seat. I made it, good buddy. Hell yeah, space cowboy. Got a lock on you and we're sending a rescue your way. Just sit tight. Do you have... Do you have Sue with you there yet? She's on her way, Stu. Just hold tight. You'll be holding her again before you know it. Uh, got a quarter tank of oxygen left up here, good buddy. Can you hurry it up? We're almost there. Look straight ahead. That's us. Can you see the little window? Uh, yes! I do, I see. I see the light. Hey! Over here, fellas, hey! Uh, we've got another issue here, good buddy. That's one thick debris field, and the ship can't safely navigate it. What? Think you can reach them? They're... They're not so far off. The way's clear. Not clear enough, bud. Can you reach them? Elton? Got to. Stu. Elton! Elton, they can get through! Elton, let me talk to Sue! You've got to. Stu. Thrusters. Thrusters are spent! You can't leave me out here to die like this! Elton! Come in, damn it! Elton! I sat for a while, looking at my rescue in the distance, the lit windows of safety aboard a large ship. They were waiting for me. I had to get to them. And when I did, I'd get every officer on the horn and tear them new ones for not coming in and scooping me right up. For shit's sake, the path was clear. But how? How? I knew how. I took another look at my oxygen levels. They were low. This would be a one-shot thing. 
scrambling through the drawer below my now cracked and dark pod control panel. Found what I was looking for. My small penknife. I unstrapped myself from the seat and crawled in zero gravity to the side of the pod. Crouching, I angled myself for the ship in the short distance, using its lights as a navigational beacon. I unlatched the oxygen pack from my back and held it to my stomach, breathing tube port down. With all my might, I shoved off towards safety across a sea of black and used the pen knife to sever the breathing tube as I held my breath. I took off like a rocket toward the ship, letting my breath go as emergency protocol and the technology of the suit automatically sealed it. I had maybe five minutes of oxygen left in the suit, but as I tumbled through space, I saw that I was going to make it. The ship loomed closer and closer, and the lights bright as I flew toward her side. And when I did, I could almost make out her name. It was... It was the Endeavor. And her lights weren't lights. They were reflective solar panels. I slammed into her side and desperately made my way through a hole in the hole and crawled into a decrepit cockpit where I sat and strapped in. Elton! Elton, come in! I went to the wrong ship! I... It's all static. Let me just adjust the channel. I pulled the monitor up to my face. And I saw that it was broken. Its face was gone and revealed wiring and shattered electronics. Had it broken in the flight to the Endeavor? No. He told me to look straight ahead as if he'd been in the cockpit with me when he said the rescue was there. As if he'd known exactly where to look for my location. But he was on the ground. And we'd never spoken at all. A persistent beeping had started from the speakers of my suit. Oxygen was dangerously low. From the pilot seat of an ancient shuttle, I looked down on Earth. The sun was rising in the northern hemisphere. If you like sunrises, well, you know. Oxygen depleted. Return to ship. No. I think I'll just watch the sunrise. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, 
This has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you, and good night.